Welcome back. You're watching Stock Picks, and today we unpack Anglo-American Impala Platinum and Anglo-Gold Ashanti. And that's with Greg Kathleen and Bergen from Sunlam Private Wealth. Greg, it's a pleasure having you. Good afternoon to you. Uh, Greg, you've taken us into the resources sector today. Keen to find out uh, why you've gone in this direction this afternoon. Well, I think these three particular companies that I've, I've chosen, I think, offer good value. They're not without risks, but there certainly is um, some value there. And I think that um, if I take a longer-term view and a macro view with the world moving towards um, uh, green energy and the green transition, as they call it, uh, this is a multi-year a multi-trillion uh, project that will take years to play out and um, they will need uh, stuff that is comes out of the ground uh, particularly copper and cobalt and lithium and things like that keen to start off by uh, looking at implants of course pgms have had a shocking year greg but let's talk about uh, this count and the value that you see in it yeah, shopping is not the word. It's been an absolute disaster for investors in the PGM space. Um, so I think Impala Platinum does offer uh, some value, but it's obviously not without any risk. It generally normally trades at about six times its EV to EBITDA, and it's trading at um, much less, less than half of, of that. Um, the reason why these stocks have taken such a hammering is that the the basket price of the uh, the metals that they sell um that of course has um, come under a lot of pressure when uh, russia invaded ukraine things like rhodium soared and they've come down uh, dramatically and copper is down and uh platinum is down as well <coughs> excuse me so um so the key will be in terms of the basket and um, what uh, the the outlook is for that. Obviously, a weaker end can help, but you know you've seen platinum uh, it specifically come it went below nine hundred dollars briefly. Has bounced back above that, but the key one, uh, rhodium, has come from like twenty thousand dollars to four and a half thousand dollars and that's uh, the, so the um you've seen in the last set of results that these platinum companies are making much less money now um the the key question is uh, you know i like impala because i believe that that basket price will improve now some constituents will improve some uh won't so if i take platinum i'm expecting platinum because platinum is in a deficit so i think platinum will continue to uh, rise whereas palladium is um is projected by 2025 to be in a surplus the problem with palladium is that it's you know it, it, it could be an existential risk given that uh, 80% of uh, palladium is used in auto catalysts. Now, you would have noticed that, you know, uh, people have been talking about electric vehicles and electric vehicle adoption, and China has come from nowhere to be the world's biggest producer of electric vehicles. But just yesterday, Panasonic, which is the number one producer of batteries, all electric vehicles uh, said that uh, they have significant stocks and they 
um, cutting production somewhat because they're not selling as many batteries as quickly as they hoped. So it looks like that, you know, it's not a one-way street in the adoption of electric vehicles. Um, it will still take a lot more time to play out than people believe. And uh, to think that we're at the end of the fossil fuel uh, period uh, in the next short while, I think is, is uh, that's not correct. I think uh, we will have uh, internal combustion engines uh, certainly many more years than people have given them uh, credit for. And um, so with palladium uh, coming down and towards the 1100 uh, and a dip below um, 1100 the other day, but back over it, with that coming down, with uh, platinum coming down, rhodium coming down, um, it's been left to some of the smaller minerals to do the heavy lifting. But the basket uh, has definitely come down significantly. And you've seen that, um, uh, you know, if it wasn't for the RAND that had weakened, it would, things would be a lot tougher for um, yeah, platinum companies. So with, Patol, uh, with Impala particularly, as you know, they recently bought this uh, uh, Royal Buffer King, now, they spent quite a bit of money uh, on that. And um, the reason Northern walked away from that is because they felt, you know, the cycle had turned and the prices had come down, which has proved to be correct. So the bottom line is that, um, you know, you uh, are we likely to see much further decreases in the, the basket of these PGM uh, metals? Now, the reason is that, you know, China has been using, so I've said platinum is in a deficit, but it hasn't really propelled the um, the price, the dollar price up much. But, uh, you know, China has been using the, between two, uh, 2017 and 2020, you know, they imported 3 million ounces more than they had demand for. So they stockpiled the uh, platinum and you know, they've been using those stockpiles. So it, the deficit hasn't really done much to um, to the price. At the at the same time, you've had to globally interest rates rise, and in the states you've seen that now. That interest rate rises at the same time has led to an increase in what they call the real yield, what you earn, and the difference between in, uh, less inflation. And the real yield has gone from zero up to about two and a half percent. So when these things, the whole pressure, precious metals complex um, doesn't really like real yields because it's if people can get a real yield on their money, there's no reason to invest in uh, things like gold and precious metals. So that has been negative, you've seen, for gold. That has turned around recently because of some geopolitical factors, but it's been negative. But the platinum uh, basket that, um, you know, they were not affected for a, a lot longer by rising interest rates and, and inflation. But that seems to have now um, cracked and you've seen a, a decline in the underlying um, basket. So interest rates. Now, why I'm bullish on platinum, on Impala particularly, is because I do think that things are not as dire for the basket as many people have made out to be. I think that we will see sooner rather than later. I do believe that the US and other global central banks are pretty close to the top in the interest rate cycle. And I think inflation is coming down. If that was to affect the real yield, then you'll start to see things like gold go up as well. But so will the, the platinum 
platinum price. And I think that is quite bullish uh, for Impala because it's quite heavily geared to a rising uh, platinum price. Uh, as I say, it's not without um, any risk because if um, metals prices continue to fall, then companies like Impala might be forced to put some of their recent acquisitions in mothballs. And uh, But that, again, if the platinum industry starts to mothball their minds, uh, minds that could be a catalyst anyhow for um, it to actually drive up the price until it makes it more profitable for people to increase uh, supply. So, yeah, I like Impala, but it's not without the risk. But I think at these levels, it offers uh, some value. Also keen to move on and speak about Anglo Gold Ashanti. We've seen a big corporate restructure there, uh, listing, uh, you know, uh, out, uh, well, delisting from the JSC, I think, or uh, maybe in, uh, in, in uh, the United States there. Keen to get your thoughts here and also uh, on these operations and gold. I think you mentioned a little bit, uh, Greg, when you were speaking about platinum. So, look, I remain bullish on gold. Uh, besides, obviously, what pushed gold over 2000 briefly is what's happening in, in the Middle East. But generally, um, only a few weeks ago, gold was threatening to go below 1800. So it's, you know, put on uh, 10% in a very short uh, space of time. And that will do wonders for the gold companies who are, you know, there's quite a bit of gearing in the price to, for the miners. Um, so, uh, now with Anglo Gold, you know, generally South African gold miners trade at a discount to their international peers because people give it, uh, uh, ascribe some risk to being a South African-based uh, company. So, um, they generally have been trading at discounts. So, Anglo Gold now has uh, relocated to um, the UK with a primary listing in the United States. And that uh, will give uh, the company the opportunity to be directly compared to the um, North American peers in the gold space. And I think that will drive a, a turnaround in the valuation of the company. So, that, you know, Anglo Gold has no South African operations anymore, about 67% of its um, uh, revenue comes from continental Africa with a balance made up by Australia, the United States, and um, uh, I can't quite think of the other part, but the majority is in, in continental Africa. And the, oh, South America is the other one where you have um, that. So I think that will be, so as I, I think there'll be a rising gold price, but I also think that Anglo Gold will uh, be re-rated. Also, they have a, a program whereby they want to cut their costs over the next couple of years by um, a, a significant amount. And based on their recent uh, results, we saw that that program is starting to work well um, in cost cutting. So if that is extrapolated up to the next couple of years, I think they could add at least another 10% to their earnings. So quite bullish on Anglo Gold, and I think it should be re-rated. Also going to touch on Anglo-American, that's a bit of a stable, isn't it? And uh, probably the most diversified one of the three. The most diversified, and, uh, you know, here you have uh, copper, you have iron ore, you have nickel, you have metallurgical coal, and then diamonds. And so at the moment, uh, think, and platinum group metals. So um, the uh, PGMs and uh, diamonds haven't been working for them in the last year, you know. 
people are starting to manufacture um, diamonds in a lab. Although I'm not sure that uh, women will be too happy knowing that the diamond on their finger is manufactured in a lab as opposed to have been created over millennia. So I'm still very bullish on the real diamonds. I think it's cyclical like anything else. And over time, um, uh, the diamond market will recover. I uh, do believe that over time that we will see a recovery in platinum group metals. Um, while uh, um, electric vehicles is a problem for this group, um, I think that the maze will take many, many years to for that to unwind. Coal has done well for Anglo Copper. So they've got some big copper operations in South America, in both Chile and Peru. In Peru, they've spent over $5 billion on getting and bringing a mine to production that's close there. There have been a few problems. And then their Los Broncos mine in Chile has also had uh, one or two problems with the fire and things. So, but quite bullish on, on you know, when one is not doing well like diamonds or PGM, then they can earn money from iron ore as well as copper, nickel. So that's why I like the diversification in this company. Um, obviously, a risk to the to my view would be if there's a significant strengthening in the rand dollar, also the Chilean peso and the Aussie dollar against the US dollar. Um, that uh, will be a bit of a negative, and if commodity prices go down further. But on the commodity prices, in that sense. We've seen some data came out of China this morning that showed that there was a flat contraction in their manufacturing and non-manufacturing sectors, but it could be seasonal. But I still think that China will achieve a 5% GDP growth this year. Also, the government has approved a 1 trillion yuan um, uh, increase in their budget. That money is going to be used for disaster relief, where they've had a lot of floods and things like an infrastructure building and that. And that will, you've seen also the iron ore price uh, when it has been written off going below 100 is now trading at around $122. And that will be also bullish for Anglo's Kumba, which produces quite a high quality iron ore and gets a 10% premium to the spot price anyhow. So all in all, Anglo remains a, 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 a quality operation. And I think that uh, you must have at least 30% upside over the next year in the price. What we've also seen from Anglos is a consistent guidance. Uh, you know, in a time, Greg, when we're hearing um, of many miners mothballing, uh, where they need to uh, pulling back on production. And I'm very keen to get your thoughts if this also improves the investment case for this. Uh, you know, with guidance remaining consistent, it speaks of a company that's weathering the commodities downturn, uh, that's the cycle uh, quite well. Yeah, so Anglo's guidance uh, was quite good. It's, uh, everything was up except for copper, where the guidance was down uh, somewhat. But the, thing, but the interesting thing was that their guidance on their costs remained the same. And that has been a big worry for mining companies with inflation rising, uh, leading to you know a lot of the input costs rising. So um, if they can maintain that, uh, um, you know, keeping their costs down, that will be very uh, beneficial for um, all the mining companies, you know, and they've been a lot more circumspect about money that they've been spending on capital uh, allocation. We saw what happened in the 2000s. 
2008 um global financial crisis where the mining companies continued spending and of course everything fell off a cliff and so did their share prices. And then I must ask you, uh, Greg, for the benefit of our retail investors watching, uh, you know, in an, in an order one to three, is there a specific order that you would buy these with limited uh, amount of funds as many uh, in, in retail investors do right now? Well, yeah, that's, that's difficult. I think the most speculative one of the lot is Impala, so that would be number three. Yes. I think the, the more conservative one to buy would be Anglo-American number one and then pop Anglo-Gold in there at number two. But I would probably, um, you know, you, you've got uh, you're probably more stability in the price with Anglo-American and then to a lesser extent, gold is also quite volatile. And then, of course, Impala, which might give you the best return, but of course, it comes with some risks and it's uh, pretty volatile. You know, today alone, you're seeing these are shares that move five, six, seven percent sometimes in a day, and suddenly Impala is up seven percent. So long may it last. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Greg, for speaking to us. It's always a pleasure having you all with the stock picks. Or oh, that's that was Greg Catalin and Bergen from Sunland Private Wealth.